This is the sound of burnout. I just want to go home at a reasonable hour. It feels like I don't even exist. Does my boss even know my name? Ugh, is it Monday already? Not again. I just want to feel appreciated for what Come I do. Come on! It's like I don't exist. Does my boss even know my name? sick again today. No one even it's knows what I do. This project Nothing is killing me. So I can't remember the last time your boss spoke. It feels like I don't, like exist. I don't exist. I just want to feel appreciated for what I do. Is it Monday already? It's like I don't exist. No one even knows what I do. I just want to Maybe I should just. Maybe I should just quit. Welcome to The Workplace, where we're hot on the trail of what makes great workplace cultures tick and what we can all do to make the ones we work in better. I'm Andrew Scarcella. On this week's mini-ep, we're facing down the beast of burnout. What is it, and how can we tame it before it takes over our workplace culture? The latest research from the 2020 Global Culture Report shows that four out of five employees are suffering from some form of burnout, but I'm guessing 100% of us have experienced it at some point in our careers. And if you haven't yet, you probably will. But if it's so commonplace, why does it seem like everyone waited until this year to talk about it? It could be that the World Health Organization recently recognized burnout as an official syndrome resulting from chronic workplace stress. Now, it's not considered a medical condition. Instead, they call it an occupational phenomenon, but it's still a major shift. For decades, burnout has only been talked about in high-stress industries like healthcare and air traffic control. But the truth is that burnout is happening in all kinds of workplace cultures. From yoga studios to yogurt shops, Hollywood to Bollywood, physical therapists to animal therapists? Thanks to research from Forbes, we know that burnout contributes to as much as half of annual workforce turnover. Combine that with the fact that 79% of people are experiencing burnout, and you start to realize just how big the problem is we're facing. If we can reduce burnout even by a little, it has the potential to improve employee experience for millions of people. So what can we do about it? First, we need to learn how to identify burnout in the wild. What are the signs and symptoms? The first sign of burnout is exhaustion. This can be physical, mental, or a combination of both. It can be a result of being overworked without being appreciated or of increased job complexity without proper training to compensate. It could mean losing sleep at home due to stress levels at work. But however it's caused, it's easy to miss if you're not looking carefully regularly. This is chronic exhaustion we're talking about, not just day-to-day fatigue. One-on-ones are a good way to establish regular check-ins to monitor for exhaustion and to show you care, so don't be afraid to ask people directly. How are you doing? Are you feeling tired? Overwhelmed? Overworked? Make it clear you want them at their best, not just their most. The second sign of burnout is futility. (laughs) 
When people feel their work isn't having a noticeable impact, things can get a little dark. That's why futility often manifests as cynicism. Because, let's be honest, we all put a little bit too much of our ego on the table when it comes to our job. If someone told me to my face that they thought this podcast was terrible, you know, I'd be a little hurt. It's just a podcast, after all. But it's my podcast. So the next time you hear someone saying something defeatist or joking about how their job doesn't really matter, challenge yourself to look deeper and see what's really going on underneath that layer of futility. You'll probably find a person who cares about their job and wants what they do to have an impact. The third sign of burnout is avoidance. When people feel powerless, they often intentionally distance themselves from their work. They may miss meetings, be reluctant to engage with coworkers, or be chronically absent. The more disconnected they feel from their job, the more their performance will suffer, which only furthers disconnection. It's a deadly cycle. Exhaustion, futility, avoidance. The symptoms are familiar. But every case of burnout is different and often requires highly personalized solutions. You're better off focusing on prevention, which means reinforcing the foundations of workplace culture. Things like transparency, so people have context. Support, so they know you have their back. Control so they have a sense of ownership. Appreciation, so their efforts are recognized. And a well-defined purpose, so they know their work has more meaning than just a job well done. If the numbers are right, burnout is poised to be the biggest problem of the next decade for CHROs, CEOs, and workplace culture crusaders everywhere. But we are not alone. And now that we know how to beat it, burnout doesn't seem so scary, does it? <laughs> you said it, Petunia. That's it for this episode of The Workplace. If you liked it, or even if you didn't, please rate, review, and of course, subscribe to The Workplace on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was written and produced by yours truly, with editing and original music by Daniel Foster-Smith, who also composed our theme song. If you have a burning question about workplace culture, or a story about why your workplace culture is the best or worst, send it to theworkplace at octainer.com. The Workplace is sponsored by O.C. Tanner, the global leader in engaging workplace cultures. O.C. Tanner's Culture Cloud provides a single, modular suite of apps for influencing and improving employee experiences through recognition, career anniversaries, well-being, leadership, and more. If you want your organization to become a place where people can't wait to come to work in the morning, visit octanner.com.